0: all right guys this is quentin with lawn care accelerator podcast uh today joining me i have cody owen yeah uh you are actually in plano texas i think
1: yes yeah roughly the dallas area okay um
0: but yeah cody owen is the owner what, what what's your company light Lightspeed. light speed social agency that's right Lightspeed social agency and I'm not gonna try and tell people what you do. I'm gonna let you handle that. But yeah, you know, I I think it's basically you know just kind of like Facebook, Instagram ads to uh, increase increase business and and route density. I think as well.
1: Yeah. So we are a we describe ourselves like as a full stack marketing solution for lawn care and landscaping businesses. So. You come to us and we are your whole marketing department. So not just Facebook and Instagram, we do Google ads, we do all of the organic posting, we'll help you optimize your website and and get some SEO stuff going there, but also just like usability uh, for anybody who's coming in and making sure that we're optimizing for them to request a quote for whatever service you're, you're advertising. Uh, so we are end to end, we'll help you design flyers to match your digital ads so that we can go like old school and new school at the same time so we are end to end on on marketing for lawn care and landscaping businesses
0: so like actually designing like like uh like postcards mailers stuff like that door hangers yeah
1: Yeah, because our goal is for you to have like a unified campaign so that when someone sees the flyer it looks like the way your truck is wrapped it looks like the ad they saw on instagram when they were in line at starbucks because we want as much as possible for them to connect those touches so that we can get you closer to to making the sale with them
0: cool so tell me a little bit about light speed like uh how long have you guys been in business um what brought you to uh start light speed and you know maybe a little bit uh, about yourself as well like kind of like your background yeah
1: yeah so i went to i grew up in houston came to dallas to go to the university of texas at dallas and got a you know super useful history degree um <laughs> at, a, at a school dedicated to engineering and computer science i was in the musty uh falling apart history department building um so while i was finishing up school there, I got a job answering the phones at Service Autopilot. Um, I had a friend that worked there and he referred me in and I didn't know that like that job answering the phones and doing technical support was going to like fully change the trajectory of my life. But that was where I met Jonathan Potosnik. At the time the business was small enough that he was still the final interview for every candidate. And so when I told him that I had an interest in writing during that, he was kind of like, oh, have you considered marketing? And so I worked in the support department for a little while, but with a an eye toward getting into the marketing department there, which at the time was was one person. Uh, and so I started working on marketing. The My big project when I first got onto the team was – taking old Lawn Care Millionaire YouTube videos that had performed really well and converting them into blog posts for our website. So I did just like drinking from a fire hose of learning lawn care marketing from someone who built a $10 million business even like before Google ads were a necessity, let alone Facebook ads. So I was learning all of these very like, you know, Jonathan's very into like Dan Kennedy these direct selling models. And, and so then I'm reading those books and I'm going deeper and I'm just getting all of this like really good marketing foundation for lawn care and landscaping. And then I was asked if I would take on, like go take a course and take on the Facebook ads for the business. And so I start learning Facebook at a really high level. I told you before we started recording that, uh, one day I pulled the amount I had spent on Facebook ads that year and it was more than the value of my house. <laughs> and I, so I had a moment of like, oh man, I'm you know, really working a lot on Facebook ads. And so I'm learning how to use Facebook at at a pretty high level. And I had all of these tactics sort of swirling in my brain of these like physical real world tactics to grow a lawn care business. And I just started drawing connections and talking to guys in the industry. I was hosting the podcast at the time for Service Autopilot. So I was getting to go out to guys shops and talk to them about their marketing and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And then I remember I was in Shreveport and a lawn care business owner was showing me these hiring ads that he was running and he was using uh, really, really tight targeting. And it was the first time that someone had shown me overlapping an exclusion zone on Facebook ads over an inclusion zone to make it even smaller. And he was running ads, he was running hiring ads, targeting his competitor's shops. (laughs) Uh, So it was literally, it was like, what's it like to work at XYZ Lawn Care Company? And it would just run to the guys that were in the building. Wow. Uh, So a really cool tactic, but then I was like, well, if you can do that to a building, you could do it to a subdivision. And so I, I knew a lot about the importance of route density. And I tried to find a marketing agency because Wait, I wanted real, to, to get it real quick. Oh, go ahead. He
0: was just focusing on a building? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, and I've done that for when we first started, we hadn't like fully narrowed to just lawn care and landscaping. Um, and so we did some stuff for cleaners in like more urban dense areas. And we were targeting like individual apartment towers for them.
0: That is crazy. I had no idea that you could get that targeted.
1: It's wild. um they've they've changed things a little bit since then, like the, that was kind of the like true okay. wild west of that. <laughs> but it is still you can still get targeted really tightly. You're just gonna hit people who have recently been in that area. Mm-hmm. so you might, you know for for our purposes of running lawn care ads, you might hit another lawn care company that their employees come through the neighborhood. You might hit uh, you know, the residential cleaners that come through someone dropping off their kids for a play date. Um, you can't just do people who live there anymore, mm-hmm. but you can target just that subdivision and not the mini mall on the corner um or the old folks' home, you know, whatever it is that you want to eliminate the apartments across the street. Mm-hmm. You can't eliminate those things still. So it is really, really powerful, and it mirrors doing door hangers or flyers. So if you are like a hardcore Mike Yandys guy and you want to drop, you know, 10,000 flyers in a week, you can mirror that with your Facebook ads and then hammer those people with digital touches after you get the physical touch on them. You can even word the ads like, hey, we left a flyer on your door uh, and we haven't heard from you about it and try to get them to, you know, like be reminded and click through and request the quote from there
0: yeah because if if they see if if a homeowner sees like constantly sees your business your name or whatever like that's that's gonna get stuck in their brain right yeah and they're gonna be more likely maybe on that second time or that third time or that fourth time to actually maybe pick up the phone and either call you or text you or visit your website
1: yeah yeah whatever your call to action is it You know, the stat is that it takes like eight to 10 touches to close a sale. Okay. And so I want you to automate as many of those touches as possible before you're on the phone with someone. I want them to be, this really helps get rid of tire kickers because they they tire kick on the ad instead of on the phone with you wasting your time. Um, So that's my goal is to get you as close to that eight to 10 so that you're only talking to the people who are close to converting.
0: Okay. So as far as running ads, um, what kind of uh, businesses do you, like, are you just strictly lawn care? Do you do landscaping?
1: Um, We do lawn care and landscaping exclusively. Okay. So maintenance guys, usually it starts to make sense when you have some upsells in addition to mowing. So if you're doing mulch, weed and furt, just a few other things. I know that a lot of times When a business is exclusively mowing, um, the margin is just a little bit tighter and the ability to come in with the kind of ad spend it takes to move the needle is tough. Um, But if you've got the ability that we can come in and also like write an email campaign to your existing clients and push them to get you more mulch jobs, to get you more aeration jobs, then we're able to like bring up that average client value. And that helps a lot in, like, justifying paying for marketing.
0: Yeah, so so you can actually do create email campaigns to, like, say, my existing customers to try and upsell them? Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of my customers, uh, you know, I do aerating, fertilizing, overseeding, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of my customers, you know, they do those services, you know, once or twice a year. Uh, definitely not all of them, but you know it's good to know that a company is out there that would be able to you know create uh, an email campaign to you know hopefully try and bring in more. Because man, I tell you, I, I recent la- last fall I bought a uh, I used it, it's it's used but it's new to me uh, a ride on aerator. Ooh, cool! Yeah, it was the coolest thing in the world to me like not having to you know walk behind you know a heavy piece of machinery like because just aerating just beat your body up so much differently than you know mowing does uh but you know just being able to you know bring on you know more aerating customers would be would be huge because it's a huge huge money maker
1: yeah and it's like it's one of those things that the homeowner can see happened because the plugs laying in the Mm. yard like it it looks like something's been done when when someone comes home and you've sprayed their lawn and they see the little flag or whatever like you could also just stick the little flag in the lawn (laughs) uh you know they'll notice if their yard's full of weeds or if it doesn't green up in a few days but like getting home and seeing that your lawn has been aerated as uh you know, I sold my home a couple years ago, but when when I had the lawn aerated, I mean, it benefited the lawn a lot. Where I could see, I, I know I'm like preaching to the choir here, but like when I could see, man, my soil was like really compact. I bought a dethatcher and dethatched the whole lawn, and then had it aerated, and man, my lawn like just came to yeah. life.
0: Would would you uh, would you hire someone to dethatch your lawn?
1: Uh, I mean probably in the future i don't remember i think i got rid of my d thatcher in the move
0: Um, but i just bought a little
1: cheap like sun joe
0: yeah because i i i did it once for this one guy i worked for like back in like 2004 and i did not like it (laughs) (laughs) and you know i I can just only imagine you know like being a homeowner depending on how big the property is you know like going out and like you know doing that yourself but it's good to know, you know, there there's a, you know, a company out there that can, you know, definitely market that for those people that do. I don't do dethatching. I, I should I guess I should get into it because I've heard like, you know, people make a lot of money doing it. But you well, know. and the
1: cool thing there is that it really changes the color of mm-hmm. the lawn. Yeah. Like you by exposing the soil, it goes to, you know, it's green and brown from the, the earth versus like green and yellowy white mm-hmm. underneath. Uh, but yeah, so we would write email campaigns for existing clients because that's a free way to get back in front of your clients. Uh, you've already got their emails for billing stuff. So we reach out to them. What I recommend people do is like sit down with a, an annual calendar and and write down like your start dates for each service. And then back up from that about five weeks and put it on the calendar that you're going to plan the campaign. That will give you like a week to write any emails that need to be written, you know, three to five for each service. And then you want those emails to start going out like the early bird one would go out like four weeks before you want service to start. And then, you know, send one out the following week. And then, you know, just like one each week leading up to it and do kind of a last call a week before service is supposed to start and and really, like, push your clients. The thing that is great about getting people to buy into more services with your business is that each service that you're doing for them is going to enhance all of the others. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I mean by that is like their lawn's going to look better if they have it aerated, if they're doing weed and furt in addition to regular maintenance that you know they get mulch in they're gonna drive past the front of their house and they're gonna be like wow it looks really good <laughs> yeah it makes it easier to get a five-star review out of them which like a big thing i try to emphasize to people is that marketing is a like reciprocal system in the business so by upselling your clients you make them more likely to give you a good google or facebook review which then is going to make a potential lead more likely to go to your website, and if your website is optimized and going to convert, then you're going to get that person further into the funnel. They're going to request a quote. Like all of these things work together to create a like vicious cycle of new customers and ascending your current customers into doing more business with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you: Do you guys also uh, like? Can you do stuff with like Christmas lights? Christmas lights. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, we're actually, we're working with a company in St. Louis right now. They're launching a Christmas light division. And so we're trying to get like ahead of the, the curve for them. And so we're already starting to write their email campaigns to do like super early bird before uh, like late August, early September to be like, hey, Christmas lights are coming. You should be thinking about it. Um, they're going to be doing some like trailer wraps with Christmas lights pretty early so that we can get people to start thinking about it and, you know, hopefully get some early signups if we do like an offer, a little bit of a discount, uh, really early, but yeah, I mean, Christmas lights are one of my favorite things to sell because the, the creative for it just like makes itself because all I need is a photo of like, you know, you do your house early and take Mm -hmm. a picture of it or send me some pictures from last year, but like Christmas lights always look great. So the before and after is always really dramatic, and and people love to be able to buy a thing that's just going to make them happy.
0: Yeah, I I drove around uh, last last December with my daughter in uh, Cherry Hills Village, which is like you know upscale, you know million mm-hmm. dollar homes, and some of the displays that that we drove by were just insane. And I can only imagine you know the job being thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars even you know um but the the reason why i asked that is because um i i just recently became friends with a, a guy on facebook uh his name's ken but he's up in uh fort collins or no he's 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 north of denver thornton thornton yeah uh but anyway he uh he he commented on on uh uh one of my replies and you know he I think he said he did like $350,000 in in Christmas lights wow uh last year and you know he's he's you know hoping to do more this year uh yeah and the
1: margins on Christmas lights are great
0: yeah that and that's what he said too and i've always wanted to get into Christmas lights but i have like no idea what what to do? I mean, yeah, you you hang up lights, you know. But as far as like designing and and all that stuff, um. But I, I was asking him because you know I I imagine that you know you probably had to get that stuff out pretty quickly, or as, as like w- when do you have to get that stuff out?
1: Yeah, so you really you want to be like full throatedly marketing that by like October. Because you want to once Halloween hits, uh, and then going into Thanksgiving, like you're kind of having that mad rush of holidays. So you want you want your go getters who are gonna like you know go ahead and sign a contract with you before Halloween um, is is really ideal. Like getting them to sign up in the in the fall, and then you know, whenever you want your install date to be, you know, obviously some people will be like, I don't want them up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but they're putting Christmas just,
0: decorations up in November. and
1: <laughs> uh, But you just want to like stack your install dates and you can, you can have two windows where you're oh. like, Hey, are you okay with them going up in November? If they are, then like, that's just a whole extra window. You get to book work.
0: Well, um, I mean, and, and all you have to do to turn them on is flip a switch, right? It's not like, you know, you can, it's not like you put them up and they're always on. Yeah. Uh, How much time would you guys actually need? So if, if, you know, you're wanting this stuff to go out in, in October, you said like, when would someone want to, you know, get with you and, and start, start the ball rolling on a, a marketing campaign?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would think that, that we would want, the best case scenario, which is not usually what happens, Mm -hmm. is like a month of uh, runway before we want things going out. And the real reason for that is that you're able to, you know, no one's in a panic. And so we're able to, you and I could meet, we could talk about what you already have, if you already have like paper stuff that's going out. And so then we want the digital ads to match that, you know, we can go back and forth there can be edits whereas if you come to me and we need the campaign live in 10 days it's <laughs> there's gonna be a little less back and forth and a little more like hey i've got this made for you and i really hope you like it because we don't have time to take it again
0: yeah i'm going to be scheduling my aerating fertilizing and overseeding uh for like late september Mm-hmm when would you need to meet with me for that stuff? Is, is that kind of like the same time frame?
1: Uh, yeah. So we Christmas would want, lights? you know, probably like three weeks okay. of runway just to make sure that, you know, we're able to go back and forth. If you're going to do flyers or something, I want you to have time to like, get them, get the design from me and then get it to a printer. Um, so that you're not having to like pay rush fees to the mm-hmm. printer. Um, so, The a lot of stuff in the timeline, we just have to build in that, you know, lawn care business owners are busy, uh, especially if you're operating in the field and stuff where I just know that I'm going to send something and then I'm going to text and I'm going to maybe call and then I'm going to hear back a few days later. So some of it can be sped up just if you know that you're the kind of owner who's like super responsive and on top of that then we can compress that timeline but i always try to give us a little bit of wiggle room so that if you want some edits made whatever but we can during the spring rush when we're like spooling people up for just like mowing ads we'll have people live in seven days
0: wow okay as far as like the types of businesses like is there a certain size or a certain revenue level that you guys like to target Or is it kind of just open to like anyone that really kind of wants to grow and and gain more
1: customers? So I think that there is a budget level where it makes more sense to do it DIY um, and keep it in house. We are like definitely not the cheapest lawn care marketing solution. Definitely the cheapest solution is to, you know, learn how to do all of the tools yourself and pull the levers. Um, So I want people to get a good return on their investment. And if you're paying me $1,000, $2,000 a month to be your marketing department, and then we only have $300 left to do uh, ad spend with, you're not going to get a good return on that unless you have like a huge email list and that's our main focus. Um, so we we want people in the door that it makes sense for the business. Um, I never want someone coming in who like, you know, they're, they're over leveraging themselves to work with us because they like the strategy because I'm very open about all of the strategy that we use and give away a lot of stuff for free that people can use. And so I'd rather them you know, hit up the YouTube channel, Lightspeed Social Agency, and learn from there and, and implement some things themselves and see success and then when they can afford to get it off their plate, I hope that they would, you know, do us the honor of coming our way. But
0: Would, would you guys be a, a good fit for someone who's like, maybe not, if they're just starting out, I mean, like, you know, does it does it depend how much money they have to spend like maybe they you know, want to get into lawn care they Mm -hmm. have you know some money to invest and they kind of want to like hit the ground running and you know go from zero customers which they have right now up to you know 80 90 which you know is a, a full week for one two guys
1: yeah so we we've worked with a couple of startups that was like, you know, the owner was coming in, they had a certain amount of money to invest in the business and they allocated money for, you know, the marketing management side, which is us, and then the ad spend side, which goes directly to Facebook, Google, whoever we're running ads with. And so we were able to help them spool up maintenance and and get things going. And then we're part of our model that makes us different than a lot of agencies is that we have the the only agreement you have with us is a 3 month commitment upfront and then it's month to month after that so this startup business owner we're like they're trying to run a little bit lean because they don't have infinite money mm-hmm. and the business is you know what wasn't currently generating revenue when we came on they stayed on for the 3 months that put us right into summer when they were ready to just put their heads down and and service the clients that had come in and so they're planning to come back in the spring to to do it again, but uh you know a lot of agencies will try to lock you in forever um, they'll do annual contracts, which I'm not a huge fan of because of how seasonal a lot of lawn care businesses are <laughs> yeah um or they will do a "Hey, if you ever leave, you can't come back really? and yeah, and I am not a really big fan of that sort of thing that feels like hostage-taking instead of like us, you know, we're both making money so everyone's happy.
0: Well, yeah, like why uh-huh. would you turn down that money?
1: They So the their position would be that they're going to make more money by holding a gun on you <laughs> and not letting you leave, um, which that's- is just not how I want to do business. But that's how a lot of the bigger agencies will work. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I guess that, you know, if you're, if you're bigger, you can, you know, I guess, afford to (laughs) do what you want and that's what they want to do, I guess. So as far as, uh, you know, like let's, let's say next spring, uh, you know, someone just starting out or even like, no, shoot, let's next year is going to be my fifth year. Mm -hmm. When do I need to reach out to you? to get the ball rolling for either spring services or, you know, like pick up, pick up new customers. Cause, yeah, cause because I'm you're... definitely looking right now, uh, you know, I have around 60 next year. I'd like to, you know, obviously, you know, get more than that, just make more money. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's kind of what, you know, the question is, you know, what, what do I need to do? When do I need to do it?
1: Yeah. I would say four weeks, before you want to start selling, would be a great time to send okay. an email, schedule a call, and we can figure things out from there. Um, in, you know, so I'm in Texas and we start mowing in like March. <laughs> so, uh, you know, guys here in our zone, we'll start reaching out in late January, early February. Um, but I know that you'll still be under a mountain of snow. So, uh, you know, just when it starts to make sense that you're like, Ooh, we need to start, thinking about selling is when you want to talk to me a few weeks before that so that we can get you on the schedule and, and get things figured out.
0: So walk me through a process of someone reaching out to you. Like what do, do they email you? Do they call you? Do they text you? Do they visit your website? Do you guys have a website? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like kind of explain that whole process to me.
1: Yeah. So we have lightspeedsocialagency.com. You can, we've got a, you know, contact form on okay. the homepage where you can reach out. Um, and that goes straight to my inbox. The phone number on the website is the, the iPhone that I am using to record <laughs> this. So that's always in my pocket. Um, so I am very accessible. You can send us a Facebook message. Um, we're on YouTube, uh, you know, so we're very accessible. The main way you come in is through the form on the website. Cause that's just, uh, You know collects a little bit of information about you um and if you're interested in the system that i was talking about where we create this like reciprocal marketing system that feeds itself um we have a checklist for that that'll help you kind of do an audit yourself of your marketing um that i can i can send you the link so that we can throw it in the show notes here but it just kind of walks you through like hey when you're looking at your website do you have these things happening when your you know is your Google my business profile set up and filled out and accurate? is your Facebook profile set up? So just like a checklist, you can go through to be on a good footing where there's a lot less cleanup that you know when you come to an agency and you need some help with your marketing, you've already got a good foundation mm-hmm. uh, built, and then they're just improving from there, okay so that marketing system that I'm talking about and kind of the checklist is a self audit. But we are also, you know, more than happy to do a, a call where I would talk through your marketing with you. And I do this with guys who they call me, they tell me, hey, I know that I can't afford service right now and I will still spend an hour on the phone with guys. So like, don't let, you know, being too small or not having the, you know, flashy revenue keep you from scheduling one of those, because my goal is that I am as big a help in the industry as I can be. And that, you know, putting all of that out into the industry will bring people in who who can afford to be customers now. And that's great. And some people can't. And, you know, we help them. And then, you know, hopefully by following the strategies that we talk through, one day you are big enough to get it off your plate and send it over to us. But yeah, I mean, that's the, the kind of thing that we're doing on the YouTube channel, on our podcast, where I'd love to have you on to talk about uh, some Colorado stuff, because I don't know that we've had anyone uh, who can do snow on the podcast. Um, I, I, so that would I, be fun. I
0: have a couple people that are are a little bit bigger than me on snow that, you know, I could maybe definitely hook you up with. Um, I'm more than happy to be on it, um, you know, talking about what I know and, and you know, what I do, but...
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Get you on in the fall, right before, right before people need <laughs> to be selling those snow contracts.
0: Yeah. So, are you guys going to be going to uh, like? Do you guys go to Equip Expo at all or anything? Oh like man, that?
1: I've been at Equip like every year except 2020 for like six, seven years.
0: Okay. Are you guys going to uh, be
1: there this this year? Yes, yeah, so we won't have a booth, okay. uh, but I'll be there.
0: You'll be there. All right. we'll yeah. We'll have to we'll have to meet up there and you know meet each other in person and you know maybe yeah. even record another another show out there too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that I'll have to touch base with like Naylor and Paul, but I think that there's going to be a like upstairs podcast lounge again where okay. it's a little bit quiet and we can record stuff up there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, because last year I, I interviewed Brian on the Brian from Brian's Law Maintenance on the show oh, floor, yeah. and it was someone almost knocked over my camera, and like like people were walking in front mm. of it, and it was like loud, and yeah, it was. Somebody it, it, pushes it was a cool. stroller into you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was cool, but it was just like you know when you have a several thousand dollar camera that's sitting on a tripod, and you know people are bumping into it and you just see it kind of like tip over and then go back you're like ah so yeah all right so Cody uh I appreciate your time and uh being on the show and the podcast uh I'll put links in the description uh and you know you can reach out to Cody if you guys are uh you know if that's something you're interested in as far as you know like a whole marketing campaign uh you know definitely check him out and I'm sure I'd love to help you guys out and you know make some money
1: yeah. Quentin, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, hit that like button. Also subscribe to the, the podcast or the channel. And uh, we'll catch you next one, guys. Later.